Hello everybody, this is Cordell McClung with OAB Basketball. We're a skill development business that offers one-on-one -on -one basketball workouts, jump training, strength and conditioning workouts, and virtual training via Zoom or FaceTime. We are located in Somersville, West Virginia. For more information about who we are and what we do, look us up on social media. We have Facebook, Instagram, X, formerly known as Twitter, and TikTok. And as always, discomfort breeds success. Hey there, friends. You're listening to It's Time to Talk About It with Maxetta Gad. And guess what? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> hey, I'm so glad you're here. We have lots to talk about today. But before we get started, if you are enjoying this podcast, please hit that follow button for me. And please share this with your friends. And last but not least, rate and review this wherever you're listening from. Let's get to it. Let's talk about it. As October is Infant Loss Awareness Month, um, I was really happy this year to get to join a campaign called the Cooper Project, and you um, can volunteer in many different capacities. I volunteered to make bracelets, pink and blue bracelets that you send in and they distribute throughout the country in memory of um, women who, in memory of the children that women have lost. And for me as a Christian, I know that my baby is in heaven and I know that one day I will get to meet her. And that brings me definitely comfort. I can't explain how it makes me feel, but there's a part of me that's missing, you know, and a part of our family that is missing that. Even Kevin can't experience like I do because he didn't carry it, but it definitely still affected him too. We had fought to save our child from day one, pretty much after I got, after I found out I was pregnant and we celebrated and people even had already bought us some gifts. And um, I had to go through several doctor's appointments and treatments and buy medicine that had to be compounded in Charleston and kept on ice. And I would have to drive down weekly to get it. And it was making my numbers rise though. So showing that the baby was thriving. So we really thought we had conquered the, the first trimester, you know, scariness of this is when most losses occur. And so on my 13th, 14th week um, checkup, they did an ultrasound and the little ultrasound technician stopped and she said, I have to get the doctor. And so I knew what was happening right then. And um, they she went in and got my doctor and he came back and he said there was no heartbeat at this point and they were showing us on the ultrasound and of course you know you get I got so upset and Kevin was there with me and he took us in his office and he was telling us what we needed to do we would have to do a procedure the next day to make sure that my body had ejected all of the the baby because I I didn't naturally um lose lose her so they, I remember they took us out the back door of the office because the front waiting room was full of pregnant women who were happy, I think. And, you know, they took us out the back door. So Kevin and I ended up staying all night in Charleston that night. And um, I remember very vividly everything that, that we he wanted to go to dinner and we did and I didn't want to eat. And we got back to the hotel and 
he went and bought me some clothes and some things I would need for the next day and him. And I took the hottest bath that I could take. And I just sobbed and sobbed because I felt like maybe I would never get to be a mother. And that's really what I always wanted in my whole life was to be a mother. And so I um, got out of the bathtub and he was there and he just let me cry a lot, you know. And so the next morning, um, I don't remember praying about it that night. I really don't. And I know that probably sounds terrible, but I was so shook and so heartbroken. And um, the emotions are still very real today, 25 years later. But I, the next morning, we went for the procedure. And they had told me they would not put me all the way to sleep because I could go home sooner and, you know, recovery and all that. So um, we go in and this next part is, it's kind of graphic and, but I feel like I'm supposed to share it. So I remember them, you know, just giving me the sedative and they began the procedure and it was so cold in the room and it was so loud and you could smell smells and you could hear things and all I could think of was what was happening to her. And although she was no longer alive, there was no heartbeat. I couldn't fathom what was happening. And so they ended up putting me all the way to sleep. I remember the doctor saying, she can't do this. You're going to have to put her under. And they put me to sleep right then. And when I woke up, I was shaking hard. You know, that's one of the things that happens to me after anesthesia. I was shaking really hard. And they were asking me, are you hurting? You know, and I wasn't. And they told me that um, after some time, after I went to the restroom and I was able to walk, they would let me go home. And so I don't know how much time passed, but it didn't feel like very much. And I was like, I, I want to get, get up and go to the bathroom. I just wanted to go home, you know. And so I finally got home. And I, Jamie, my best friend at the time, had a little boy. And um, they were coming down to see me. And she had told me later they had this talk. And she was telling him, don't mention the baby because they lost the baby. And so when he came in, he brought me something, and he laid down on the couch. I had a, a, a sectional couch. He laid down on one side, and I laid down on the other. And Jamie, I think, was getting us something to eat or something. She wasn't in the room. But um, he said to me, can I ask you something? And I said, sure. And he said, if your baby's lost, why don't you just go find it? And I'm telling you, it was the sweetest little talk that we got to have. And I got to explain to him a little bit, you know, he was a kid, but a little bit about, well, that's just an expression and my baby is surely not lost. She is in heaven. And, you know, I got to talk to him about it. And I don't even know if I've ever really told them how therapeutic that was for me, but it was. And so, um, you know, time goes on. And of course, I didn't experience loss like parents who have lost children that they've lived with for years and or minutes or just got a hold. I know the loss is different and I know that it is, you, know, you can't even compare them, but the loss was still real and it was still um, 
it is still to this day difficult. You know, on October 8th, we always take a minute and um, Kevin sends me flowers and we we talk about it. And even with my boys now and and Tristan said this this year, specifically it being 25 years and us being a little more involved in the campaign to bring awareness to to the hurt and just, you know, it it's not scientific, it's emotional, and it's physical, and it's it's painful. And he said, you know, Mom, I think about it all the time. It's so hard for me to think about because, you know, Tristan would be deemed the rainbow baby because he was the baby after the loss. And um, boy, was I scared. I'll never forget the whole pregnancy because I kept thinking something else would happen. But one of the greatest gifts in life to me is being a mother. And so losing our baby was horrendous and horrific, but I know that we will see her one day and I never want to lose that memory. I have the box with the stuff that we had for her. And, um, although it's painful, it's all I have. And so this, this interview, this memo, it might sound a little weird and, and people might think I'm odd because, you know, I had a name for my baby. And although I didn't have to go through a funeral and and all of that. Um, her name was Juanita Ryan, and she will forever be one of my children, and she will forever be in our hearts and our memories here. I didn't get to see her on earth, but I know I'll see her one day. And um, I just want to say that when you experience a loss like this, and it is so common you know, don't count yourself short for, for the grieving period or for, for the mourning because it is a gift from God to receive a child. And just know that there are so many people that are out there to support you. And um, if you are not familiar, look up the Cooper Project. It's, it's an amazing campaign. And Maxetta, I just love you. I thank you for letting me share my story today. And I hope that in some way it helped somebody. So have a great day. Well, that was good stuff. Hey, thanks for joining me. I hope you'll join us each week. Just be a regular here every Thursday. I mean, hey, it's time to talk about it. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Maxetta Gad, and I call this Chatting with Maxie. It's like I'm on a FaceTime call with lots of friends. I tell a couple funny stories and share a little devotional to encourage you for the week. And while you're on YouTube, be sure to check out Emily and Maxetta reviewing The Grub. It's restaurant reviews that myself and my friend Emily are completing, and it's throughout the state of West Virginia. You'll enjoy it. Thanks again.